Oh my goodness, I am so excited. This is the first episode of my podcast, Sincerely Shatea. I have worked so hard on this, and I haven't told anybody. But I've been working. I'm so excited for you all to hear it. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. I am elated for you to finally hear what I've been working on. And I hope you enjoy. Without further ado, here's the very first episode of Sincerely Shatea. Furious. I was just so offended at the blatant racism that was happening to my people. Loved ones of Breonna Taylor grieving and outraged. We need to yell this from the rooftop that no justice, no peace. We gotta get busy. Period. So last night, season 13 of Real Housewives of Atlanta premiered on Bravo. And I will say it was the best season premiere in Housewives history. So we start off with confessionals. We get to see like the behind the scenes aspect of the confessionals, the lighting, the producers, the cameras. And I really liked the fact that they had a black background. It just signified how serious the moment was um the producers were asking the ladies about the state of the world and how they felt about it and you know it was emotional I really really do enjoy the fact that Bravo is stepping outside of itself in this time where usually it's all about the pettiness the fighting yada 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 but Bravo has taken the steps to make sure that what's going on in the world is also mirrored on their network. They had the conversation about being black with a lot of the black talent on the shows. I really appreciated that. Portia, I believe, was involved in that as well. I'm very, very proud of Portia. Portia has come a very long way. I love the fact that she is... You know, she's she is the moment and she is evolving into a child. Portia's evolving, child. She's evolving into an activist. Mm. If you remember, Portia started season five of Real Housewives of Atlanta and she started with Kenya. She was technically the only housewife housewife. We know Kenya. We know she was an actress. Candy, Nene was the star of the show, so she was no longer sitting at home waiting for Greg to make money. We got Phaedra, who was the lawyer, and we had Cynthia, who was the model. Kim was also on there, and she was technically a housewife as well, but she left after episode six, so she don't really count. I don't like to count her. Um, But look how far Portia has come in eight seasons. Remember when we thought she was going to get fired for dragging Kenya? And look at her now. She has a hairline. She has the sheet line, the bedroom sheets. She has the radio show that she does. She has her own podcast. This show, she's doing the chat room show. 
that comes on after all the shows come on. You know, Portia is doing very well. Portia's like a mini mogul. I'm very proud of her. I'm very proud of how far she's come because I was so adamant on her being back on that show when she dragged Kenya like a Swiffer. Because it was not her fault. She was being promote she was being provoked. I don't think Andy did what he was supposed to do in that situation. But I am sure that he has learned his lesson. So one of the scenes that we were able to see before the show actually aired last night was Cynthia's front yard fiesta. I don't know. They couldn't go to the back and look at the lake. They had to be in the front, in the driveway. I thought it was really funny. It was hilarious. Cynthia... (laughs) Cynthia and her titties. Girl. She could have at least put tape on them. So the fabric would just stay over the nipple. She was just flashing everybody. Cameramen. You know. Everybody. Everybody was there. Everybody saw it. I am so happy that Marlo was on the show this season. Marlo to me. Is so so funny. And she can get along with everybody. I really like Marlo. I understand why she never got a peach, but I think she is so great for the show. And I think she's even better now that Nini's gone. Because that was her girl. That's who brought her on. And I kind of felt like, is she going to come back? Because of all the things that went down with Nini and Andy. Is she that, like, friend that's not going to come back and I was like no but we need Marlo this season because she's so fun to me I love the fact that she came in there with that little plastic mask that y'all be wearing and don't do nothing and she had her little thermometer I thought that was so funny it was so cute I really really liked that she was there oh Kenya 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 more hair care. Kenya more hair care. I feel bad for Kenya. Mm. Child, write it down. Date and time. I do feel bad for Kenya right now in this in this moment. Because nobody should have to go through what she's going through with Mark. Mark clearly does not like her. And it's really sad to see. It was sad to see last season. Child, it was horrible. But I understand why she is afraid to file for divorce because she doesn't want him to get mad and try somehow to take Brooklyn away from her. That's her baby, and her baby is with her all of the time. She doesn't spend any time with her father by herself because he's not that type of guy. So Kenya's been doing everything by herself and it's very sad and I wish that Kenya had a better relationship with this man. I really do. They asked her in the confessional about Mark and his other children. Now, I didn't know for sure if Mark had other children, but I will say the man is too fine not to have children. So it's no surprise to me that he has children. She didn't want to answer that. And it would be two reasons for that. 
The first reason is because she does not want to put his business out there or his children's business, and she wants to respect their privacy. And I understand that because his children are not on the show. The other reason would be because he doesn't spend time with his children, and he doesn't take care of his children. And if she happened to say that, then a lot of us would be looking at her sideways. Because why are you with a man who doesn't take care of his children? Why? I love the pep talk that Kenya's lawyer gave to her. Told her she gotta, you know, she gotta get on track. Like, don't let this dude knock you off your game. I really liked that he took the time out to speak positivity into her because when it comes to men Kenya does beat herself down a lot we've watched her do it for eight seasons now she does it a lot so I'm glad that he was able to talk some sense into her in that way and I think Kenya's gonna be okay but girl that karma is as thick as Jiffy peanut butter because my goodness Kenya has been a literal terror on this show. She has bullied her castmates. She has repeated rumors. She may not have made them up, but she's repeated rumors about husbands. She has gotten in the middle of marriages. Girl. Kenya, I thought that when Kenya got dragged, maybe she would settle down a little bit. When Portia dragged her. But it, it, it didn't happen. In fact, I think it like emboldened her. But I was like, girl, uh, Portia didn't get fired. So you need to just calm down. I know that Portia wasn't going to do it again because she learned her lesson. But ma'am, just relax. She is who she is. And she's going to be who she is. But the universe is going to keep the same energy every single time. So I did feel bad for Kenya in that aspect of her life. I do feel bad for Kenya. But then today, she either tweeted something or released some kind of statement saying thank you to her fans for having her trending on Twitter last night. And I'm like, girl, you didn't even read the hashtags because they were going in on you. They were so nasty and mean, just like Kenya, you know, keeping the same energy. The fans are your mirrors sometimes. And she's talking about some thank you. And I'm like, okay. She didn't read it, but she's a narcissist. So when she sees her name, she thinks it's all good. When in actuality, it's not. But that's Kenya for you. And please understand that as we get further into the season, you ain't going to feel bad for Kenya no more. And neither am I. Cynthia in this wedding, she wants to have her super spreader wedding. And we know that she did have her super spreader wedding. I am not quite understanding the this wedding that she wants to have when she's already had a big wedding. Well, though it was a disaster. Okay, she just wants to do over because that was absolutely a disaster. The wedding with Peter. So I understand her wanting to do over, but girl, like, I mean, COVID, COVID. I wonder if anybody actually caught COVID from that, from that wedding. It was a pretty big wedding. 
Probably not. I haven't heard anything. I follow a few people who are not quote unquote celebrities that went to that wedding. So, um, child, everybody from Atlanta was at that wedding. The who's who, the podcasters, everybody was at that wedding. It was a beautiful wedding, but baby girl, you are hurting this man's feelings. All he want to do is marry you. It's not really about the wedding. It's about the marriage. You would think 50 Cent would know that. She don't, clearly. She got what she wanted. I hope she and Mike are happy. Um, I'm sure they are. I think Cynthia is a very, very nice person. I think she and Mike are going to go all the way. I'm rooting for them. I like them a lot. I like their blended family. Wonderful. Everything is wonderful with Cynthia and Michael. Miss Candy Girl. I I think I'm going to really enjoy Candy this season. Because usually I feel like she's kind of like boring. She's there. I like her there. Because every once in a while she says something to make me laugh. Or she's somewhere eating something and I want to know what she's eating. But I think I'm really going to enjoy her this season. That baby. Oh my God. Blaze is so cute. And she looks just like Candy. Now, Miss Riley. Miss Riley, y'all, she going to NYU. So, Miss Riley going to be up in New York. Pop locking and dropping it. I know she will she's in college. That's what she do. They were talking about her bum of a father. Child Riley said, listen, he ain't do nothing all my life. He needs to step up and do something now. But girl, I mean, what do you think he's going to do when he owes $100,000 in back child support and hasn't given your mother a dime? Hmm? I wouldn't talk to him anymore. I understand what Todd was saying. He gave really good advice. Because of his situation with Kayla, he didn't even know he had a daughter. He had to form this relationship with this little girl. Who wasn't a little girl. She was almost an adult I believe. And he had to just like form this whole relationship with this person. That he just has no idea who she is. Missed out on most of her life. And you know. So his advice was very sound. I liked it. You know what I like. I also like that Riley spoiled. I like that. Because hell. These white kids are spoiled. With their rich parents. I want all, all the black kids that got rich parents spoil, spoil, spoil. That's why I so enjoy watching crazy ass Regina Carter. Oh my God. I love to look at her bags, her shoes. I love looking at that little girl because she got all the money. <laughs> it makes me happy. Now, quick question. Did y'all see that Portal commercial, Portal TV with Candy, Ace, and Mama Joyce. Oh my gosh, I thought that was the cutest commercial ever. Ace asked Mama Joyce to read him a story and all the graphics came up while she was reading. Oh, it was so cute. And you know what? I like Mama Joyce as a grandma. Man, she's such a nice person when she ain't in everybody's business. Talking about what she heard from the streets. I liked it. I thought it was really cute. Keep on keeping on, Mama Joyce. In your own business. With your own family. And not worrying about Todd. And how it was Todd's fault. 
We got two new girls on this season. Latoya Ali, she is an influencer. She was really, really big on YouTube at one time. And we have Drew Sedora. Now, if you don't know Drew Sedora, I don't know what to tell you. She was on the game. And she, I think she, her name was Drew Sedora on the game. And she was a, an entertainer. She was a singer. And child, she, she was the one that broke up Darwin and Melanie. So you got to know who Drew Sedora is. I'm really happy to see these two ladies and see how they mesh with the other girls. Did y'all see that little snippet of Drew Sedora talking about how she almost got a divorce because her husband left for three days and didn't tell her where he was at? Oh, no. Oh, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Can't wait for that story. Sunday night was just a good night for Bravo watchers. And we also had the season finale of Real Housewives of Potomac. That train wreck of a show that I enjoy so much. Why do the girls think that Karen was trying to set up Monique and Candace to see each other? Why would you think that she would do something like that? See, this is my problem with Giselle and Robin. And even Ashley with her big head and small brain. Why would she do that? What would be the motive? What's the end game? What does Karen get out of that? Because they're going to probably fight again. And the reason they're gonna, they would fight again is because of Candace... Who doesn't know how to keep her mouth shut? So Karen would not do that. That's not something that Karen would do. Though I don't like Robin, I like the fact that we finally get a real moment with her and Juan at the therapy session. I thought it was wonderful. The argument at first I did not like too much. But I like to see Robin say that she was proud of one. And they've come a very long way. Because I know I was talking trash. Like, baby, why are they still living in the same home? How are they divorced? Now they're boyfriend and girlfriend. And then they're really not. This is a situationship. Child, please. Fix it off camera. Come back and talk to us. But I, I, I liked that session. I liked that it was very real. We Robin's a person. Who would have thunk it? Robin is a person. She is not just Giselle's sidekick. Y'all see Candace in the car nervous about her having to perform her song at Robin's party. <laughs> now, let me say this. Despite what the people say, I enjoy... Candace's song. And I only enjoy the song because it's over a go-go beat. So Ashley was right when she said you could put anything over a go-go beat and you got a hit. It's very true. Though Ashley was being a hater because her song is horrible. I like Candace's song. I enjoy it a lot. Now I don't know what happened when she started performing and the music was real low. and But she has a little voice. She has a little voice. And I was proud of her. She did her little dance. And 
And she was into it, and it was nice. It was very nice. Why does Giselle have such a big mouth? If my best friend was getting engaged, and I knew from her future fiancé that it was happening, I'm not telling anybody. Nobody, not a soul. Why did Giselle tell Ashley? I don't understand. I, I, I don't think I'll ever understand that. Now, was it normal for Ashley to tell Michael? Of course. Was Michael's reaction normal? Absolutely not. I won't read between the lines, but I will. And I'll say, you know, Michael got a crush. Michael got a crush. Michael got a crush. And it ain't on Ashley. What kind of visceral reaction was that when you tell your husband that y'all's mutual friend is about to propose to his girlfriend, fiance, ex-wife, whatever Robin is? Who reacts like that? That was strange. And I, Michael already makes me uncomfortable because he likes to touch people without their permission. And and then he's he he just does things to embarrass the hell out of Ashley. I don't know what Ashley see. Well, maybe it's dollar signs. Maybe it's dollar signs. But is it that much money in the world? Look, the deal is sealed. Ashley got a second bun in the oven. Once she has this baby, I think she should possibly wait a year. And get the hell out of there. Because Ashley could do so much better. And I am so sick of seeing Michael. And he makes me itch. And he scares me. And what's why everybody being mad at Ashley? Because she wrote that statement for Monique. If my best friend asked me to write a statement. Because the person that she beat the hell out of. Once upon a time did something to me and she doesn't want to go to jail and wants to prove that that person is an antagonizer. I'm writing the statement. I am. I'm going to be an Ashley and I'm writing the statement. I don't understand what the big deal is. I don't give a damn about the quote unquote missing video footage of Monique's base. I don't give a shit about none of that. That doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is that I would have did the same damn thing that Ashley did. Oh my God. Now I am so sick of seeing Sharissa. I'm not going to say what I think about Sharice because appearance wise, because it's not relevant. I don't like to see her. I don't like her. I don't like her attitude. I don't understand why they keep putting her on camera. Mm-mm. Girl, I know who did her makeup last night, but she looked like a whole different person. I'll say that. And it was a, that's a good thing. Very good thing that somebody did her makeup. Mm, wonder who it was. Magic. Magic. Karn is living rent-free in the minds of the girls. She can't breathe without them thinking that she has an ulterior motive. She can't. They really thought that she was lying about her plane, her flight being late. Why? For what? Also, by the way... Let me tell you something. The Grand Dame is building an empire, okay? Boom. Go Kern. Go Kern. 
go Kern. I'm glad she got them wigs, girl, because it was it was um it was a situation. It was a situation and it needed to be tended to. And I'm glad that she is now gonna be making money off the wigs because the wigs look fabulous. Every confessional Karen looks good. She looks better than all of them. I like the fact that her perfume was on HSN. I had no idea. No idea. I'm very, very proud of her. I think she's the first housewife on the East Coast, I would say, who has a line with HSN that has nothing to do with apparel. I believe Karen is. I know Nene has a line. I feel like somebody up in the New Jersey's has one. I know Bethany from Real Housewives of New York has her skinny jeans, her skinny girl jeans. She has a skinny girl apparel line as well. So I think that I'm right by saying Karen is the first one to have a perfume line on HSN. Go Kern, go Kern. The proposal. It was nice. What I didn't like, Wendy. Wendy, four for four. Why are you jumping up and down and rolling around like Patti LaBelle on stage? Calm down. You don't even know Robin like that. Giselle wasn't even acting like that, and that's her best friend. Relax. Relax. Now, you see, when Kern got there, they had to sit down and have a conversation. And Kern lied. She did. Karen did not have to lie to them about Monique coming to her wig line party. It wasn't really a big deal. But I understand why she didn't tell them. Because it's really none of their business if they weren't going to run into Monique anyway. And I'm sure Karen was like, I don't want to fucking hear their mouths about me inviting Monique. Because if you're not going to see Monique and she's invited, what's the problem? But these girls make a problem out of anything. So I understand why Karen didn't say anything. But uh, the lion and then trying to back it up and it's not really working mm, didn't really look good for Karen. But, again, them thinking that she wanted Monique and Candace to cross paths is bizarre to me. And Karen keeps talking about the truth coming out. And we know that she's all talking. She's talking about the police report. And, um, yeah, we know those charges were dropped. And Monique is not going to get in trouble. The Candace lets her emotions get the best of her. And I understand because I'm the same way. I get the screaming and hollering. If you say something wrong to me, I do. But... When Candace does it, it's very, oh God, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like really uncontrolled. Like you really don't know what Candace is going to do next. She's like, a, she's like a child. She's like a really bad child. I'm surprised that Candace didn't have to go to like a boarding school or something. I mean, I guess because her mom was probably beating her with purses. So she probably calmed down when she was with her mom, but... Child, as an adult, Candace is really like a... She's like a little sister, and she's really annoying. And you do want to beat her up. 
You do. So I understand why Candace got the pow pow. I get that. And at this point, was Monique wrong for beating her like she did? Yeah. Did I enjoy it? Yeah. So we see that Candace's trigger sentences when the truth comes out. Because when Karen said, and the truth comes out, she went off. What do you mean? The truth. You weren't there. You weren't there. You saw a bitch get mad. Girl, calm down. Calm the fuck down. Now, Michael Darby, do you think it was smart to go up to Chris and tell him that he needs to control his wife when y'all don't even like each other? Why are you near him? And then, when Chris said, what'd you say? He will say, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> mm. He's lucky that all he got was a push. He's lucky. And then, if you want to go back to Michael being guilty of all of the allegations against him, first of all, I always thought he was guilty. Second of all, the fact that he keeps alluding to no cameras, um, people touching him without his permission, and being very dramatic about it, it proves that he, he did something wrong, and he was just upset that he got caught. So now anytime something happens to him in a quote-unquote similar way, he wants to magnify it. And it doesn't really make much sense. It just makes him look fucking crazy. I think that Ashley probably owes Candace an apology. Because she did not know the full story of what happened with Michael and Chris. And she was just like, Oh, you can't control... You talk about Monique not being able to control herself. You can't control yourself. Da, 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 da. True. Very true what Ashley said. But Michael started it. Did y'all catch Karen saying, Ray, honey, put your coat on. This is beneath us. <laughs> Come on, grind down. Get your man and go. Show up late, leave early. I, I feel it. understand. Nobody have time for that. It's ridiculous. Then you got Sharice on camera concurring a bitch. <sighs> Man, why don't you go home? Go home and stay out of Bravo's business. I'm sick of looking at her. Michael, after everything was over, and Chris and Candace had gotten in their, their car and left, he was still acting a fool. Mm-mm. He got to go. He has been the source of a lot of problems on this show. God, I can't wait for Ashley to have this baby so I can see what she does next. I really hope that she divorces him and continues her reign on this show as messy Betsy. But Michael got to go. Michael got to go. He's a nasty old man. He's nasty. A lot of people are upset at Monique because when the producers asked her last night how she feels about the case being dropped, she was like, you know, she feels bad that she did that, but she doesn't feel bad about defending herself. And I understand that because I agree with Monique. The problem is nobody is talking about Candace being an agitator, an instigator, and an antagonizer. That's what she is. It's what she always has been. 
And people like that bother me the most because a lot of those people have never gotten beat up in their whole entire life. So they poke and they poke and they poke. And sure, Monique could have walked away. Absolutely she could have. But in the real world, everybody's not going to walk away. And you have to be careful what you say to people. Have to be careful who you say things to. Because you never know what somebody's going through. And before you know it, you could be being pulled over a table in a barn. With your wig being shifted. On national television. The laughing stock. For the last, what? Three? Four months? Because you like to antagonize people. I laughed at Candace just like I laughed at Kenya. Because they both deserved it. I don't feel bad for either one of them. Candace is never going to learn a lesson. Until she gets beat up without cameras. So don't be an antagonizer. You don't have to say things to hit below the belt all the time. Especially when you know that sometimes people can't, you know, their anger gets the best of them. Walk away. Sometimes you have to walk away. Oh my goodness, that is the end of the first episode of Sincerely Shatea. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. I really, really appreciate it. Sincerely Shatea will have a new episode every Tuesday, so stay tuned. We have so much more to talk about. This is just the beginning. <laughs>